Hello, welcome to today's episode of Pause the Map. This is Ami, your host, and for today's episode, I kind of want to incorporate some of the prompts I got on my Instagram account, that is at rate of Ami K. Kelsey, and um, I feel that most of my listeners, I have you folks there, so you could get a chance to um, kind of respond there. I usually try to, you know, get some feedback there too. Um, but anyway, one of the top ones I got, I got a lot of <laughs> feedback from my girly listeners and they wanted to um, kind of get, I'll say tea, not really tea, my life's really plain at the moment because school work, gym, school work, gym, and there is not really anybody interesting, not like there's not anybody interesting, but not anybody that I'm interested in, I'll correct myself there. Um, but they were trying to ask for seeing or watching out for things in South Asian guys when you are dating them. And, uh, well, first of all, I can't generalize. However, there are some things which I have noticed over time, uh, you know, just kind of even with the coffee chats or just even having guy friends, you just get to learn about people, um, from a different lens when you know you are not uh, like your bond with them is not romantic at all you get to learn more about people um, because there tends to be you know kind of put your best foot forward when you are when you know you're directly involved with somebody and then you get to see things unfold over time but when you are just friends with somebody they tend to have like their guards lower down and you get to know them for who they are especially when you see from third person uh, point of view how they treat their significant other but that being left so i just kind of wanted to address that one um, prompt i got about what are the some of the red flags to look for um kind of in south asian men essentially and the reason i wanted to touch on that is because number one no denying in the fact that i'm in my 20s and Sooner or later, I'm going to have somebody in my life too. And at the moment, even if I don't have anybody now, I think once I graduate next year, I'm going to be looking eventually. It's going to happen eventually. And it's like the, the cycle of life thing. And um, again, because since I used this episode or podcast as my journal diary, I want to have a set stage before... I, you know, make dumb decisions, essentially. And uh, not more so about dating, but before we point fingers at anybody or label out things about what's wrong or what things to look out for to avoid, I want to say that if you are a person in your 20s, regardless of whatever you identify as, Finding your significant other should not be number one on your priority list. Again, this is me speaking for me, for myself, from experiences that I have in my life. Uh, my number one priority is probably, again, I have certain um, goals in terms of my career that I want to get. And I think right now, not having anybody in my life is has put me in this state of creative flow almost 
in terms of my career and my art and my hobbies that I don't see the point in bringing somebody in unless, you know, there's always that unless they genuinely add to that flow of being creative or moving forward. And the thing is, in the past, every time I've tried to be with somebody, it really has kind of broken that flow or disrupted it in a way that not really like it didn't really cause damage because i know i have my ways to have the discipline to really keep my stuff together but it definitely takes more energy than it should to just stay baseline functional so i just don't think it's worth it at the moment um again there are people that will come into your life which will make things feel effortless or just, you know, they just make you be happier or make you feel better about you having them in your life. So I think my philosophy is not about just having somebody, but are they making your life better? Because really look around you. You have enough connection. You have friends. You have people. You have parents. You have siblings. You have cousins. Um, anyways, that... Uh, do fill your life a lot, your hobbies, your work. So think that really get to a point where you don't need somebody, where you are open to idea of having somebody in your life purely and purely because them being in your life actually elevates it to a point that is not possible without them being in your life. Unless and until it's to that point, there is no point in having somebody in these the five years of your life. Your 20s, your 22 to 27 phase of your life, this, you know, the five, six years. Every six months of your life, I've said this before in a, uh, in a previous episode, six months of these years are almost like 10 years of your life. So, you know, sometimes it will be like, oh, it's okay. I'll do a fling. Worst case scenario, a fling will last two weeks. Best case scenario, a fling will last six months or, or two a year. And again, since six months in this phase of your life is like 10 years, because you go, go through so much exponential growth, just having a one-year fling or those weird talking stage is that's you almost... Um, that's 20 years of your 20, 20s life think about it that way that's how I think about it this is what this is what works for me because and that is really you know sitting with yourself for hours and days and months at time and being very honest with yourself like at the moment there is nobody that anybody can tell me that will shake me in a way that there's nothing no anybody can tell me something about me because I have had those conversations with myself and I've had people tell me, openly ask them, what do you think I should change? What, should, what is I think you think I should improve? That it's almost like kind of a curse to I'm, I'm too self-aware about things I don't like or I like about myself. But at the same time, if you are aware of your good and bad, um, you're unstoppable and knowing your good and bad is first step for you to move forward 
to actually see the good and the bad in people as well because because then you go from a place you judge people from a place of understanding where they're coming from other than judging people from what they're doing to you and that is big factor so when i am going to talk about quote unquote again saying red flags in terms of how the prompt was given to me um again but you know it is red flag or things that might not add value to your life factors or qualities in somebody um they shouldn't be based off a factor of how they are to you they should be based off factor who they are uh, again because how they are to you people change they can change how they behave people change how they treat you how they talk to you but who they are innately that usually stay the same so in initial stages it's not too fair to judge somebody from how they're talking to you like it's fair in a way that how you feel about it but you can't make it about their character especially considering that i was having this conversation with a friend how most brown kids myself included we are so influenced by bollywood and uh, just the film industry and films and honestly i love a good bollywood movie the earlier the y2k era and i am so filmy at heart that if i when i start liking somebody initially i don't know how to behave in a way that i really go out of the way to express too much i love expressing i think that's i like to write about them i like to talk to them i like to sing to them i i'll go i'll do too much which if you think in a you know current context of therapy speak world people can say oh that's like love bombing but what i'm saying if you think it from perspective and intention it's it's how i am and that's how most brown kids i shouldn't generalize but a lot of brown kids initial stages we tend to go very very uh, lovey-dovey so how a brown guy is treating you in the first month you shouldn't really dictate how you feel about them because first month everybody gonna be the sweetest pie on the planet they're gonna be making sure they're sending those good morning texts which make you feel better about you and um, then they're gonna be like taking you out to these dinners and taking out um getting you stuff or uh, i don't know honestly like that's not just a south asian guy thing that's just most people in the initial stages that infatuation stage we tend to go above and beyond and honestly if somebody's not going doing that initial phase either that's like one time where you actually perceive you know like people say situation shift no that's just courtship what what the heck is a talking stage that's called courting you're courting somebody you're getting to know them you're convincing them you're trying to learn about them and you're trying um to help them learn about you but anyways um i guess that's just our gen z lingo we like to say situation ship talking stage things like that but it is what it is and um so that's one thing knowing that it really is kind of a like don't 
like stay grounded essentially if you are seeing somebody who's south asian in the first month please stay grounded and this is something i learned the hard way like you would think that me being born and raised in india i would know how to deal with uh, brahman no i don't i i have no clue at all first of all all of them are different and some of them will literally show no emotion they'll almost borderline bully you and then be like oh i have a crush on you like bro what the heck and then the other ones will go above and beyond buy you gifts shower you with love and all that and then the next one is like oh i have no feelings for you so there's no in between so you need to be grounded in the first month be grounded that's one thing i've learned and i think this is a philosophy which can be kind of applied to you dating any person on the planet either way the gender context doesn't matter and uh, another quote-unquote red flag in south asian guys which i've seen that is i might get called out after this one but um majority of south asian culture is rooted in patriarchy which at some point might have been the need of the culture or whatever at, in the current context i don't see a point um there uh, the times have changed a lot but some things are really ingrained in us how the duties are distributed in the house or how some of our rituals are a, a lot of things they are very this is what i'm doing air quotes right now like this is what a man's supposed to do in the house is what a woman's supposed to do in the house now the thing is with time moving forward we have really brought that concept of 50-50 equality which is great um so we all have jobs now it's not like just a guy is going to do work women have jobs too and uh, women are educated they have degrees and everything um but that expectation of this is what a woman supposed to do at home those equality didn't transcend in that area at least in most of south asian families that i'm seeing um like i'm seeing people even in our families that uh women are working they have full time jobs they have uh, full blown careers like we are talking people in healthcare doctors business owners but it's still almost kind of almost assumed that it's duty of the woman in the house to look after the kitchen or the kids and the guys can go sometimes just chill with their friends have some beers while women don't get to have that type of um, you know the have that downtime to spend with their female friends so that is another thing i shouldn't say like this is more so like a red flag for the guy himself but this is something to bring on if you really want to like if you are considering marrying this guy having these conversations early on what their house dynamics is and sometimes they will have an idea of what they want their house dynamics to be but i truly believe that the apple doesn't fall far away from the tree something like that the same goes so people can have all these big ideologies about oh yeah my dad this this my mom did this but me the things will be different um we just tend to follow in the footsteps of our parents or 
things that we've seen. Like I once met somebody who was like seven years older than me, full-time career, and this person didn't even know how to make rice. So I'm just saying that, and I'll tell you my biggest ick, I hate the word ick, because I think it really reduces the amount of rage I sometimes feel about some things people do. Um, but <clears throat> if you know one thing about you know, being a person who runs their kitchen, I love my borosil boxes, the borosil or any uh, with the Tupperware. And I've packed lunch for this person uh, like this was like you know quote unquote talking stage whatever and they did not wash my dishes when they returned my dabba like the box they didn't wash it they just gave it back because this person full time whatever full job being so babied in their brown household that they didn't even think that you have to wash dishes when you return dishes to somebody so of course, we didn't talk much after that instance because I learned early on that this was not something I wanted for myself. But um, you can really learn about people, women, men, regard or regardless about how they do normal things. Because grand gestures will be maybe, even in the healthiest of the marriages, they will be... 10 times in the whole marriage you know those grand gestures of buying you the best ring to giving you a giant surprise vacation but you spend life in the normal in the daily so learn about them how they talk to their parents how they talk to their sister now another red flag about the sister part i so i no, some guys they don't talk too well about their mom or their sister in a way that they don't respect them and you can get the sense of if they respect the women in their house or not or sometimes they really talk about the women in their house in a way as if they are if they exist to just serve him now if you are meeting up with somebody who is like that just got to get them talking about, okay, who's in your family? Or, um, oh, great, what does, she, what does your sister do? What does your mom do? And just pay attention to how they talk about the women in their life that have nothing to do with them. Like, that cannot give them anything. Or, I mean, again, there's like that emotional connection too, but... I've definitely met people who did not talk about their parents or even their sisters in a way that I would want a man that I'm with to talk about the women in their life. Because my thinking is that this was a woman who raised you and your sister, that's literally a woman. If it's your elder sister, that's a woman who co-raised you almost. Big sisters are like second moms. But if it's your younger sister, that's like the first person you got in your life to almost, you know, have that protection. Like you were supposed to be defensive around them. And if you don't respect them, 
who even am I that you met like two weeks ago? That's that's how I think. I'm not here to generalize what I'm saying. I am verbalizing my thoughts and my experiences about uh, around the prompt that I got. Like, what are some red flags in brown men? And because I've seen a very kind of a consistent pattern about men who talk about women in their life and how they treat women in their dating life. It's almost kind of a commodity to them that, oh, well, this is good for me now because um, I get what I want and I don't, uh, I can just stop talking to you tomorrow. So again, stay grounded. Um, I lost count on what I was, what number red flag I'm at, but I think these are very general things, but when we can forget, or we can forget to pay attention about these when we are not, you know, paying attention to them a lot, so I'm just saying. Um, other than that, what else? Let's see. Career and ambition is important to me. It might not be important to a context uh, or level. It's important to you. Again, it's a personal thing. But it's not a red flag. It's more so like a preference thing. But I could never be with somebody that uh, is not aspirational because I feel that Somebody who is very comfortable with just having, like not growing, somebody who's comfortable not growing or even trying for bigger things, they could never be even like emotional support for the life that I am building because they would see me as a selfish person that... Why do I want so much? Why do I want this? Why do I want that? Why cannot I just uh, have, like, live comfortably with the job that I have, you know? So this is, again, not a red flag thing. That's a conversation for you to have with yourself what you want from your life and having that conversation with them. That Because uh, there's a full range around men and there's a... No hiding in the fact, even myself, our parents tend to support us a lot financially throughout like our university career. So um, sometimes some of us kids will look at look at that as a blessing, but some people will look at that as an entitlement and uh, see how they talk about that support that they get from their family and uh, what they plan to do with it because some people will never grow out of that being a baby phase. And that is kind of a big problem for me because it's great that you have parents to support you, but they're not going to, but it's not fair for them, like your parents, for you to view them as your perpetual support throughout your life. Like you're 25, get a job, basically, or get a career, do something, you know, like. Don't wake up at 2 p.m. and then yell at your mom making parante. 
too specific. Uh, I'm gonna stop recording here before I stay, say too much. Um, but again, essentially, I am saying, if you want to learn, if you really want to date, again, I love my brown man. They're great. I, at the end, you know, I don't want to have this as an episode where it sounds like I don't like them. Um, I love my Desimunde, they're good. And uh, this was just Marcel answering the prompts that I got. What, it, what are some things to look for? And I think they can really apply to anybody. They're not in a context of, um, you know, just a particular culture people, but this is what I've learned. Um, and they are also, you know, when when they are good, when they are the right ones, they are also like the most loving people, and they are also the most generous people. They are most caring too. So I am saying, be grounded. You'll find what you want, what you deserve, what you um, what you are looking for. Um, but I always say, stay grounded. No stay. Cut some grass, and um, in your 20s, dating isn't everything. In fact, if you try to make a list of things you should be doing, for me, it's not even in top five at the moment. So just, you know, live life and let it be. Okay, on that note, I'll sign off now, and please send what you would like to listen to in the next episode. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much okay. Bye. Pause the move. Be a fighter. Be a lover. Peace from me. Mwah.